Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We're moving quickly through the book of Job. We're now at chapter 34, looking at verses 1 through 9 in the New Living Translation. Elihu is still the speaker, and he is still kind of chastising Job and uh, wanting everyone to listen to what he has to say. He said the youth uh, uh, don't think that he's not wise because of his youth. So he wants them to listen. Let's listen to God's word. It reads, Then Elihu said, Listen to me, you wise men. Pay attention, you who have knowledge. Job said, The ear tests the words it hears, just as the mouth distinguishes between foods. So let us discern for ourselves what is right. Let us learn together what is good. For Job also said, I am innocent, but God has taken away my rights. I am innocent, but they call me a liar. My suffering is incurable, though I have not sinned. Tell me, has there ever been a man like Job with his thirst for irreverent talk? He chooses evil people as companions. He spends his time with wicked men. He has even said, why waste time trying to please God? Again, this is Job chapter 34, verses 1 through 9 in the New Living Translation, which title says, Elihu accuses Job of arrogance. I'll be back to share insights and we'll close with prayer. Hi, this is Hope Scotts. I am your host of Five Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thank you for listening. And if you haven't subscribed and followed, please do so. Thanks to Podchaser for naming my podcast to its list of 60 best podcasts to discover in November. Give it a listen. Drop me a line. Like me and follow on Facebook and Twitter. Again, that was Job chapter 34 verses 1 through 9 in the New Living Translation. In this section, Elihu is the speaker and he is inaccurately summarizing what Job has said. And let's listen to the commentaries. Elihu likely paused to wait to see if Job had anything to say against what he had just uh, told him. Um, Remember in chapter 33, he laid out the case that Job, uh, God has, has been speaking to you. He spoke to you probably in a dream, and he's probably speaking to you through your suffering. And he just wants Job to listen in chapter 33. So now in this chapter, he's kind of restating some of the things that Job has said, even though he may be recalling it, you know, not exactly, but he's doing like a good counselor. He's just going to restate what he thought he heard. Um, And since Job was silent, 
It was his uh, signal that, okay, I can go on with what I have to tell you. What alarmed uh, Elihu the most about Job was that somehow Job had the audacity to blame God for his problems, and he still considered himself to be righteous and faithful. Elihu defends God's justice in this chapter. He addresses all the wise men focusing on the claims made by Job in his speeches. So he's not talking about what the friends have said. He's talking about what Job has said. And he's again, like the other friends, they just want Job to say he did something wrong. So like a good teacher or uh, someone who's trying to get your attention, that orator, the, the, he's waiting for everyone's attention. And then he tries to like recite what Job has said, Job's arguments. He will spend the bulk of this chapter refuting Job's arguments, even though he gets them wrong sometimes, but from what he could remember. Uh, he waited and now he's, um, he's responding. And um, Elihu calls for the wise men to join him in carefully weighing his argument against Job to see if, um, you know, to see what they think. So y'all just listen and listen carefully to what I have to say. So he recites some of the things that Job has, has spoken. And as he's doing this as nearly as he can remember, because remember, a lot has transpired. A lot of conversations have gone back and forth. So he's, um, just basing it on his memory. Um, Job had insisted upon his own innocence. Uh, Job's, Job's claim was that I am righteous. And when his friends wanted him to confess, he stiffly maintained his plea of innocence. I am not guilty. So why should I confess to something I did not do? Is was Job's thinking. Elihu again ask um he kind of repeats what job says but he uh summarizes it and he kind of misquotes it but he's uh accusing job of mocking god in verse 7 job says he said job well he said tell me has there ever been a man like job with a thirst for irreverent talk so his irreverent talk is considered mocking God. So he's saying, um, I haven't met anybody like this. What kind, what man is like Job who goes in the company of workers of iniquity? It seemed like that was unthinkable to Elihu because he thought that Job was actually a wicked person because, you know, since you're wicked, you probably have wicked companions. They don't know. Perhaps he meant that um, what he considered to be Job's confused moral thinking led him to associate with, with those who were morally incorrupt, morally corrupt, I mean. But that wasn't Job's mind frame. Uh, they didn't understand what was going on because, of course, they were not in the council with heaven. So they didn't know. We know because we've read the story and we'll continue to go over the story of the book of Job. Let's pray.
Father, as we commit to fill our mouth with your word, help us to understand your word as we go through the book of Job. And God, as you as we read your word, let it re- renew our mind and make us more like you. God, weed out anything in our hearts that's not like you. As we read through the book of Job and we see and um, hear and study and look at how Job and his friends have interacted because Job has lost everything. God, we know that he's going to be restored. But anything in our hearts that's not like you, even as Job's friends have challenged him and said, Job, you are uh, speaking harshly about God. You're irreverent. Even as you know, we read this, this indictment against him, God, don't let that be an indictment against us. Make us more like you. Cause our will to work in harmony with yours. And God, break every evil and inappropriate thought, thought patterns in our minds so that they work in sync with your will. Let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. And God, if there's sadness, depression, frustration, disappointments, or any other device of the devil that's used to that to separate us from you, God, we cast it into the abyss away from us. Thank you for your angel protection. Thank you that no weapon formed against us will prosper. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for spending time in God's word with me. Be blessed.